Welcome to the Positive Sip, stories about life, leadership, and Mississippi. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Hyatt, and in this episode, you're going to hear a very special Mississippi story and my reflections on leadership. So let's begin. I am so excited to welcome our guest today, Joseph Metz, to The Positive Sip. Joseph is a very dear friend to me and to Mississippi State. He was an undergraduate student here and a graduate student and and happened to work uh, for me for a period of time. And so I have been wanting Joseph to join me on The Positive Sip because he's such a great person, great personality. And this season seemed to be especially fitting for Joseph to join us. So welcome, Joseph, to The Positive Sip. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited to be on the positive sip. Well, why don't you get us started today by telling us your Mississippi story? So where did you grow up? Your life here in Starkville? You were here for a little while. And what makes you love the, the state of Mississippi? So yeah, so I grew up in a small town right outside of Jackson. Well, it's not so small anymore, but Clinton, Mississippi. Graduated from Clinton High School in 2012 and then went to Heinz Community College for two years. After finishing up at Heinz, I then went to Mississippi State because I knew that's where I wanted to go after some you know, much heated debate of where I, where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. But it was easy to choose Mississippi State because my mom was a cheerleader at Mississippi State. Her father's in the Hall of Fame for football at Mississippi State. My cousins and uncles have gone to Mississippi State. So I grew up a Mississippi State fan. And that's really not a good term for it. I, die hard bulldog is more like it. So when college came, the decision to go to college came, it was rather easy to choose Mississippi State. I also grew up in a very small community religiously in central Mississippi and had friends that had gone off to LSU and Tulane and they were really involved in Hillel, which is a Jewish student organization for colleges. And I knew that Mississippi State had kind of started one, but I wanted to kind of build that and make it into something more than just a name. And so that's one of the reasons that I came to Mississippi State. When I was at Mississippi State, it was an uphill climb, but I had amazing administrators. Uh, Tabor Mullen and Jackie were phenomenal. And then this new vice president of student affairs came in named Regina Hyatt, and she was absolutely wonderful. Helped us in any way that she could, was at events that we did, and really if it wasn't for those administrators, and there are far too many to, to thank, but those specific three, we couldn't have done what we were able to do. Being a student at Mississippi State was amazing. Five years I spent in Starkville and absolutely loved every minute of it. I met my wife in Starkville. She grew up in Caledonia, Mississippi, was a student at the W, and I met her at a restaurant in Starkville. We started talking, we went out, and I guess my adult life began in Starkville. So I Starkville is a very special place, not only to me, but my wife and my family. So we just brought my daughter up there for the uh, Spirit of State Awards. The alumni came up and, and I showed my daughter around. She's 17 months old, so she didn't know what she was doing, but she liked the flowers on State's campus. So that was, that was fun to see kind of come full circle. 
at, at Mississippi State. So I absolutely love everything about Starkville and Mississippi State. Awesome. So you talked a little bit about this already. Your family has a very unique connection to Mississippi and to Mississippi State. So tell us about your grandpa Twig. That's not his real name, by the way, listeners, but <laughs> that is his nickname. So Frank Twig Branch just actually turned 92 on, on June 10th. So he's 92 years old, still bebopping around town in Picayune, Mississippi. But Twig was born and raised in a small, very small town just outside of Canton. And after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, he and his family moved to Pascagoula, Mississippi, where he started playing football at Pascagoula High School under a coach named Doby Holden. His senior year, they'd beat Meridian High School and would go on to follow Coach Holden after he left Pascagoula to Pearl River, where he played two years of football at Pearl River Community College. During that time at Pearl River, he impressed a coach at Mississippi State named Slick Morton, who was the then head coach at Mississippi State, who had come down from uh, Virginia Military Institute. And he asked my grandfather if he would be willing to play football. He said, I don't know if you'll ever actually take a snap, but I was impressed with your leadership and I want to offer you a full ride to school. So my grandfather said, yeah, I mean, he was a poor country boy and he would hitchhike from Pascagoula, Mississippi on to Starkville. So he arrives in the spring of... 50 and starts practice and he meets this guy, big guy, 6'2", 240 pound linebacker and fullback named Joe Fortunato. And Joe Fortunato looks at Twig, who was 5'10", 120 pounds, and goes, boy, what's your name? And he said, my name's Frank Branch. And Fortunato started laughing. He said, boy, you ain't big enough to be a branch. You're just a little old Twig. And from that moment, the kind of, the name kind of started to to stick when they went to, you know, get assigned numbers that spring and fall going into fall ball, his chest wasn't big enough to carry a double digit. So they put him in a single digit and the only single digit available was the number zero. So he wore the number zero his two years at, at Mississippi state while at Mississippi state, he beat LSU. He beat Georgia. And he was the first quarterback from Mississippi state to beat Tennessee in football. He beat them in 1950 when they won the national championship. After getting out, he joined the Navy and got really involved with the Alumni Association. He was the president of the M Club. And my mom and her brother and my grandmother grew up going to Mississippi State games. So you talked about Twig and football and this season on the Positive Sip, we're focusing on the role that sports plays and building community and bringing people together. And what do you think it is about sports that brings people to, you know, share common bonds? And why do you think that's important for individuals and communities? It's a great question. I think the reason that people kind of gravitate towards sports is one, it allows them to escape the everyday. It allows them to kind of take time away from the chaos that is, you know, life and focus on something that's fun. I, I also think that the, one of the reasons that people gravitate towards sports is because to play a sport, whether it's football or baseball or softball, you have to have this ability to do it well. And, and by the time you get on the collegiate level and you get into the professional level, you are the expert in that area, right? You are so good at your craft that you've been recognized. And I think that that also is, is inspiring to people because especially little kids, right? If a little kid sees, you know, a Dak Prescott or, you know, Logan Tanner 
they think I could do that. They may decide that they want to play baseball or you got a kid that really likes baseball, but he's not really sure. And then he goes and he watches a game in, in Duty Noble and he just becomes inspired by not only the the athleticism and, and the pomp and circumstance surrounding that, but just the atmosphere. And I think especially in college sports, the atmosphere is what makes or breaks a sporting event. And at Mississippi State, I've been to a lot of SEC schools and, and, and the atmosphere in the SEC is definitely electric, but there's something about Mississippi State athletics, specifically baseball, that is just, it cannot be described. You have to experience. I, I will tell people all the time, you need to go to Mississippi State, but if you're a college baseball fan or a baseball fan in general, you need to go experience Mississippi State baseball. It's, it's an experience and just the electricity that's even if in, in a season like this year where we you know had a rough year, the atmosphere is electric. It doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, you know, straight, LGBTQ. It doesn't matter what you are. When you go into that stadium, you're cheering for that team you all collectively are pulling for. It's a very amazing thing to see people from different walks of life and backgrounds having, you know, that shared experience of, of pulling for a team. So, yeah. Joseph, you work in higher ed now, and what keeps you encouraged and motivated to pursue your dreams and to help the people around you? So, so that's another great question, and it's it's kind of hard for me to answer. I again, I I don't know quite what leads me to do it. I just, I enjoy being around younger people and I know that I'm still young, but these kids keep getting younger and I keep getting older. So I see them and I'm like, I remember when I was your age. That's, that's nice. But it keeps me young, keeps me feeling young, but there's something about helping a kid who doesn't quite know what they want to do in life and having a conversation with them and kind of seeing that light bulb click and then get excited about something that makes this job worth what I'm doing. Seeing kids who may not come from the greatest home life and they're a first-generation college student and they want to get a degree in aerospace engineering, talking to them about the job opportunities and things like that that they have that otherwise they wouldn't have you know, been able to do. So I think the biggest thing that keeps me in this game is just seeing kids excited about education, seeing kids excited about learning and helping kids figure out what they want to do. I still don't know exactly what I want to do when I get older, when I grow up, but I really enjoy talking to kids about the opportunities that are out there because I don't feel like when I was growing up, that was necessarily a thing. You know, you just got kind of told, hey, this is what you should do to be successful. And there are a whole lot of other ways you can be successful that don't necessarily cost you an arm and a leg to, to go on and, and get a four-year degree. You know, you can be very successful in a, in a technical field or, you know, even in a just a plain four-year field, depending on what you're doing. So I think that's one of the biggest motivators is seeing these kids get it and seeing, seeing kids get excited about something, especially since the last two years have been very mundane and kind of depressing between COVID and everything else. I think seeing kids excited about something and not dreading education is exciting. Awesome. Thank you for that. Related, I know you have a favorite quote. What is it and why does that resonate for you? I think, okay, so there, there are times where I will do something and it doesn't feel like it's being, it's noticed or I'm just kind of a cog in the machine sometimes. And so I'll, I'll say, 
Mongo's just a pawn in the game of life. And that's a you know quote from Blazing Saddles because Blazing Saddles is my favorite movie. I have Mel Brooks's face tattooed on my arm. Mel Brooks was the first person apart from like my dad and his father who didn't really care what you thought about him being Jewish. He was going to be Jewish and be, be proud of it. I saw Blazing Saddles for the first time at probably six or seven years old. And just remember the character of Mongo. Actually, all of my favorite quotes are from Blazing Saddles. The um, A lot of my quotes are just that, that are my favorite are quotes to just make me laugh, especially if I'm in a not a dark place, but you know, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm beaten down and I'll remember a quote and it, it just makes me chuckle and, and kind of keeps me in the right direction because there are a lot of really good days in higher ed, but then there are some days that can really wear on you. And you need that, you need that ability to, to be able to laugh and see the good in things and, and, and move on. So this is obviously called the positive sip, and this is about Mississippi and this idea that Mississippi is special. And I tell people that all the time. I'm not a Mississippian, but a transplant. Do you think that's true? And if you do, what do you think makes Mississippi special and unique? Yeah, I I do think Mississippi is a very special place. I think Mississippi is a very unique place. People can grow up all throughout the state of Mississippi, and you can travel to different points in the state of Mississippi, and there are all different, right? Like you can grow up on the coast and people on the coast are completely different than people in central Mississippi and central Mississippi people in the coast are so much different than people who grow up in the Delta or in North Mississippi or in Eastern Mississippi where like Mississippi state is right. That whole area, each area, not only geographically is different, but the people within it are different. And you can go into these own little communities and worlds. I mean, Faulkner says for a reason that to understand the world, you have to first understand a place like Mississippi. It's because Mississippi is this eclectic melting pot. And yes, they have their own problems, just like any other state. But all in all, the people in Mississippi, I mean, if you're broken down on the side of the road and you have a flat tire and you're in Mississippi, somebody's going to stop and help you. If you're at a football game and you're tailgating, the group next to you, is going to offer you something to eat. Mississippi is is unlike any place I've ever lived. I'm glad that I was born and raised in, in Mississippi. I grew up with a lot of unique people who are from all different aspects of life and parents were brought here for one reason or another. And I got to experience things as a kid that, you know, I don't know if people in Alabama could have. I think Mississippi is a great place. I think it's a, a great place to live. It's a great place to visit. And there's there's a lot to do. Um, and a lot of unique things. I mean, from from music to writing, there's a whole lot to do in Mississippi, and I think it's a, I think it's a spectacular place. Awesome, Joseph. Thank you so much for joining me on the Positive Sip. It's been great visiting with you, and always appreciate your enthusiasm and joy that you bring to any conversation. Thank you. I appreciate it. Joseph's Mississippi sports story is truly unique. His grandfather, Twig, came to Mississippi State as a young man and played football here as part of the Mississippi State University football team. Joseph's life story is also unique as a Jewish family 
coming and living in Mississippi, Joseph has unique perspective about life in Mississippi. I really appreciated his comments about how to be part of this community and the role that Mississippi State sports has played both in his personal life and his family's life and in the broader community. The atmosphere at sporting events can really make or break the event, as Joseph said. And I really also appreciate his perspective about how that atmosphere plays into the experience that people and our student athletes have. If you've never had the chance to be at a Mississippi State football game, for example, and to be in the Davis Wade Stadium and hearing 60,000 cowbells ring, that is is truly a unique experience <laughs> and as friends and visitors come to our campus community and have that experience they're often amazed and you hear stories of our our teams that come to play us here in Startville and how they will actually play loud music and crowd noise uh, to prepare for the experience of playing with 60,000 cowbells ringing I'm not sure there's much you can do to prepare for that moment Um, except to actually experience it. But it's not just football where you have that experience. Certainly baseball and softball and basketball and lots of other places. It's been so fun to see our students engaging in volleyball games and soccer matches and really embrace the fan experience. And Joseph, I thought, did such a great job of describing how that atmosphere can really be electric. And also the notion that several of our guests have talked about this season that sports brings people of all backgrounds together. And I think about the experience of Joseph's grandfather, Frank Branch, or referred to as Twig, and how that must have been for him as a young man coming to Mississippi State and to have the experience of being part of that football team. Sports do bring us together, and for that, we can all be grateful. for joining us on The Positive Sip. We hope you'll be listening again for our next episode. The Positive Sip is produced and edited by Elizabeth Easterling, Carson Brantley, and Katie Corbin. 